0: Hi, this is Mike Rogers with another great Welsh Wire conversation sponsored by the Family Business Alliance. Now here's Sherry Welsh. Today, we're here with Bill Borsma of OC Consulting Group, recording our podcast in conjunction with our friends at the Family Business Alliance. Bill, welcome to The Welsh Wire.
1: Good to be here, Sherry.
0: Glad to have you with us. So tell us a little bit about OC Consulting Group. As a founder and president of OC Consulting Group, tell us about your personal history and how you got the company started, Bill.
1: Sure, I'm happy to. So my industry, my, my history in the life insurance industry, basically that's what I am. I'm a life insurance guy. Yeah. So my it goes back to 1992. I have worked with the closely held, predominantly family-owned business owner since the beginning. Okay, and their uh, their their advisors, the attorneys, accountants, trust officers, family offices—you name it—business yeah. owners and their advisors, and it's all regarding life insurance. Almost anything you can imagine regarding life insurance. Wow!
0: So, did you start out in sales? Were you selling as an agent, or how did you get this expertise in life insurance?
1: Well, I, I had the I had the benefit of coming in to the industry with a company that had incredible training and was well known in the advanced markets for the life insurance world. And yes, I did start back in the early to mid-90s on the sales side with the estate planning, business succession planning, usually corporate-owned and trust-owned life insurance for estate planning and uh, business succession.
0: Nice, nice. So somewhere along the way, you decided to hang out your own shingle and provide a service that wasn't readily available, it sounds like. To business owners.
1: I I did. I made a couple of jumps. In the mid-'90s, I went to more of the uh, wholesale side of it, working with the insurance professionals. And then in 2004 is when the big switch came. Okay. That was moving to the consulting side of the business. Yeah. Working more with the professional advisors. Again, all those professional advisors that your business owner clients work with on a regular basis.
0: Right. And is that what brought you to the Family Business Alliance? Because you've been an underwriter and a supporter for a little bit of time. What brought you to FBA?
1: Yeah, well, exactly. You know, you know having a, a multi-decade niche with the business owner market and the advisors was only a natural fit to work with the with the Family Business uh, Alliance.
0: Right, right. And probably have worked with a lot of the members over the years. I worked
1: with the members and the advisors, absolutely.
0: Yep. So you have shared with us that often business owners don't have a good understanding about life insurance, or maybe they think they know what it is, but it's almost like they don't know what they don't know.
1: <laughs> very well Is that put. true? Yeah, don't know what they <laughs> don't know. Life insurance is one of these things that is amazingly complex. Mm. It's much more complex than people understand it to be, uh, but the irony there is it seems so simple, right? I it pay does. a premium, I get a death benefit. What could be more simple than that?
0: Exactly, and I bet there are listeners tuning in right now saying, "I like life insurance." I totally get it. That that's all they think that it is, right? Well,
1: and there are those kinds. I mean, term insurance, sure. For example, you know, a ten-year term. You pay your premium on time, you get a death benefit. That is how that works, right? And whole life in the old days work that way. And when I say the old days, I'm going back to uh, the 70s and prior. But come the late 70s, now we have a very different life insurance world when we come to permanent cash value life insurance. So that it, it, it's, it, it's not even recognizable. Many, many changes since then, but the consumers really haven't made the shift understanding that and, and uh, handling life insurance accordingly.
0: So you're brought in oftentimes an advisor brings you in at a point where a business owner um already has insurance and maybe doesn't understand, doesn't know if it's working well for them and serving the purpose they intended, or maybe if they have a proposal that they're looking at. To purchase life insurance, that's kind of where you often get called in, right?
1: Vetting deals and fixing problems. I mean, in a way, I'm Mr. Fix-It of the life insurance huh? world. That's great. A uh, predominant number of times that I come in, most of the time I'm called in by that professional advisor because something has gone wrong. Oh. So They've they become aware of something or they don't understand something or they got something from the insurance company or the agent that doesn't make sense. So I'm brought in as that third party to say, okay, what's, what's going on here? What don't we understand? What have we, what have we missed? So that's, that is a big part of the deal, but also coming in and building programs and strategies that are the best for, uh, the business owner, uh, vetting deals. There's a lot of work nationally that because this is a national, uh, practice getting brought in all over the country to, to, to vet deals as well.
0: Okay. Okay. So. Give us some insight into life insurance, some things that owners might not get from their agent or might not understand that you help them.
1: Okay. Well, it's, again, it's all going to go back to what you just said, what they don't understand about life insurance. And it's going it's to differ based on do they have traditional whole life, universal life, index life, variable life. Uh, again, there's, there's a lot of these, these varieties out there. So one of, one of the big issues going back to what I said, the late seventies when the world changed mm-hmm. is because it turned from a fixed, no moving parts product to you know, coinciding with the introduction of, of the computer, everything being modeled. Okay. So everything's modeled. We have, uh, we have expenses. We have, uh, 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 mortality charges. We have crediting and all of those started to be, to be modeled and they were modeled based off of current assumptions. But these computer models assumed that those assumptions at a point in time stayed like that forever. So oh. when somebody hit a button on a computer and said, Hey, it costs X to buy Y. That was based on those assumptions at that point in time. But baked into that was the, the necessity to manage this. Okay. Once you introduce variable assumptions to a, to a process, you have to start managing it. Sure. And it's that management that hasn't happened. And where's, for example, the interest rate market, which predominantly drives life insurance, where has that gone since the 80s? Right. It's just down, 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 down decade it. after decade. So putting a life insurance policy in force in a declining interest rate market is like a, you know, doing your retirement planning at 10%, getting six and assuming it's all going to pan out. So just that basic misunderstanding that life insurance is a is a, a a a current assumption product and those assumptions change and so that drives management, but the management's not happening. So, you know, I'll be introduced to these situations where somebody's been paying the premium year after year, you know, just like they're told they were supposed to. Sure. But they get something from the insurance company and says your policy's not gonna it's not gonna last. Well, why? I've been paying my premiums. Well, you were paying the premiums required under the assumptions of yesteryear, but those haven't panned out. So now it's a whole new ball game and something as simple as that, which you understand with your retirement planning you don't understand with insurance. Absolutely
0: of not. Power. Of course not. That is that is not what you think when you buy it at the beginning. So now your plan that you thought you had set by taking out this policy is maybe not
1: workable. Exactly.
0: Anymore. And people don't realize that, mm-hmm. right, when they get into it, mm-hmm. 10, 15, 20 years into it, or they don't realize maybe what the risk is when they're purchasing a plan the, or very, the monitoring that needs
1: absolutely to. these variety of types of policies have very different risk parameters, very very different. Yeah, and so it's 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 a risk and reward transaction. The building different policies, and I'll use that word building very deliberately because mm-hmm. there is no such thing as sitting at a computer, hit you know, inputting an age and a gender, hitting a button, and saying this is what it costs. Yeah, it there is a a, a seemingly infinite number of ways to put a policy together, let alone the fact that there's multiple kinds of kinds of contracts. And so the decisions that have to be made and the assumptions that go into this are are astounding. Yeah. And a lot of that is is without the consumer even realizing that those decisions are being made behind the scenes.
0: Right. And this is a level that the agent just doesn't go to. Typically in a transaction, like sign of the data line.
1: There are very good insurance press professionals who understand this and do it, but it is far too seldom, which is why these problems are constantly ending up on my desk.
0: Yeah, yeah. It gives you an opportunity to really help and, and bring some value and reward to your clients exactly. in that. So what do you think the biggest surprise is? If you had to name one thing, the biggest surprise that business owners experience when they work with you, the, the biggest aha for them?
1: Well, that, that's a good question. I guess I'm going to boil it down to this. Uh, evidently, we're focusing on understanding, right? It's that, hey, for the first time, I get it. I understand the fundamentals of how this works. I've always had questions. It's always been a little bit of a black box, but for the first time, I get it. And now that I get it, I realize why maybe I have some of these these, some of these issues. Sure. So until we get that basic level of understanding, it's going to be very, very difficult to have a meaningful conversation with them and and uh, get them to understand that they need to manage this, that they need to make changes, that they they need to have maybe a third party, you know, involved who really who really gets it. And then as a result of that understanding, you know, the things that I bring to the table start making a little bit more sense. Sure. You know, well now I understand why I need to pay a whole lot more premium than I thought, right. or Conversely, you run into a business owner who's paying premiums. And I said, why? You don't need to. This policy doesn't need premiums. Well, what do you mean? Well, would you, you know, there are policies out there that are self-sustaining and would you pour more money into them if you didn't need to? You know, so whether the policy's underperforming and you put more money in or it's fine and you don't need to put the money in that you have been paying, wouldn't either of those be Something that you would want to know,
0: of course, absolutely, absolutely. So, I mean, it really gets back to you helping them discover what they don't realize they don't know.
1: Well, exactly. What they They don't know, know what they they don't don't know. know. So, if you don't know that, you can't ask the questions, then you can't take appropriate action. Right, Right,
0: right. So, they've got to be very grateful when their trusted advisors, be they attorneys or bankers or you know CPAs or whoever they are, say, "Talk to Bill. Sit down with Bill. I think you could." This could be a good experience for you to learn more about how this will really work for you. But I mean, I, as a business owner, i got to be honest with you, I never would have considered that. Mm-hmm. Never would have considered that. Now it has me scratching my head, too. Well, it, it takes, <laughs> Wondering if I'm doing the right thing. It takes
1: life insurance and it puts it on the same level as everything else sure. you deal with. It, your it makes business, perfect your sense. home, your retirement, right. your investments. It's right. a dollars in, dollars out financial transaction that follows all the rules of everything else yet is handled entirely different by the typical business
0: right, owner. Right, right. It makes sense to me now that I understand it. Te- do you have any real-life stories, Bill, that you can share with us about uh, someone that you worked with that, that came to understand the importance and a difference that it made in their in their operation?
1: Yeah, I have, I have stories coming out my ears. The question is, <laughs> let's see, which ones are going to be the most fun to talk about today? But everything from something incredibly simplistic. Just this week, I had a business owner where now he just had a term policy, He just had a mm-hmm. simple term policy sure. for a business purpose. And, uh, it, it turns out that this gentleman from a health perspective was dramatically better today than he was back when he bought this insurance. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. So we ultimately put him back into underwriting, got a new policy issued for more money that lasts twice as long for half the premium he was paying.
0: Awesome. Okay. That's great. So if
1: that's just something that's available, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you want to know about
0: right. it? Right, and he probably never realized that was an option for him.
1: Never, never realized. Um, That's great. A bigger issue with potentially, you know, negative uh, circumstances are um, we've had a number of situations like this where someone has been paying the premium. You know, back years ago, they were saying, "Hey, this is uh, this policy. You have to pay ten premiums, and you're you're all set." Right, and people call that quote a paid up policy, uh, but. Paid up policy, that's kind of the vernacular that they use. It's not always technically a paid up policy. Again, it might be, quote, paid up based on the interest rate enforced at the point of time that you bought it. Mm. But if that interest rate has come down, you need to pay more money into it. They didn't realize that. Oh. Wow. So if they didn't realize that, they stopped paying premium. And then the policy, some kinds of policies, will automatically loan themselves money from the insurance company to pay the premiums for you. And so I've had to come to people to say, Your policy has substantive loans on it. And they said, Well, I can't be. I never took money out of it. I said, You don't even have to take money out of a policy to have a loan on a policy. And so,
0: wow. now these are talk pretend- about insightful.
1: Well, huh. it's just it's shocking. Yes. Is, is, is what it can be to some Sure. People, especially somebody who said, Well, I, I don't think I want this policy anymore. I'm going to get rid of it. And I said, Don't do that until you let me do a tax analysis. And I come back and said, Well, if you do that, you get to pay ordinary income tax on five hundred thousand dollars because that loan is forgiven, and that's forgiveness of debt, which under the Internal Revenue Code is going to be taxable. Oh
0: my gosh! Yeah. you don't yeah. need to understand
1: the details of that today, but it's just a huge, well, right. massive surprises that people don't really understand. And if you take action before understanding this, the repercussions can be devastating.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. So much to learn and understand. I've got to believe that there are listeners today that are hearing this and thinking, oh my, (laughs) I'm raising my hand. I'm one of those who doesn't know what they don't know and I might need a look. I might need to talk with Bill or get some more information. If our listeners want to get in touch with you, Bill, and see if you can help them in some way with their life insurance and help them understand what they need or don't need, how can they get in touch with you? What's the best way for them to reach you?
1: Well, either phone or email. Uh, The phone is uh, 616-456-1000. 456-1000. Great. Email bill at oc-lic.com.
0: Excellent. Excellent. We've been talking this afternoon with Bill Borsma, the founder and president of OC Consulting Group, in our podcast in conjunction with the Family Business Alliance. We're thrilled to have you with us this afternoon. Bill, thank you so much for sharing your insights with our listeners.
1: Pleasure to be here, Sherry.
0: Thank you for listening to The Welsh Wire. We hope you'll join us for the next episode. For more information, visit welshandassociates.net.